welcome to Solar Power World, Solar Speaks Live, here live at the Solar Power International show floor in Anaheim, California, 2015. So I'm Kathy Zip, and today we are speaking with Jesse Grossman, CEO of Soltage. So Jesse, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. So can you start by telling us a little bit more about why you founded Soltage? And you know what opportunity did you see in the market, and just a little bit more about what you do, the services you provide. Yeah, sure. Great question. So Soltage was founded in 2005 with the idea that there's a better way to provide commercial, utility, government, and not-for-profit sectors with solar power. Mm-hmm. You know, the cost challenge is really the big barrier for uh, companies to engage in solar, and that was viewed as both a challenge as an opportunity. Mm-hmm and we combine financial, technical, and operational expertise to be able to provide uh, those clients with solar energy. What we do essentially is finance, own, and install our own solar assets that we either place on the facility of our clients or on land adjacent to or within the service territory that they're working in such that we can provide them with uh, those renewable energy credits at a discount to their current rate and stabilized into the future. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I know early today you had a little practice session for this interview on the panel you were on. <laughs> so, um, so on your panel, you spoke about how solar businesses can survive very high competitive environment. Um, and most of our audience are solar contractors. Um, some, are, some are large thriving businesses and, and some are small startups who have a lot of room for growth. So can you share some of the points you shared in the session earlier Um, and any others that you've heard from other business owners on the panel that you found interesting and and can maybe help our audience. Yeah, yeah. No, I think this is a very interesting and dynamic time, and there's a lot of opportunity. You know, the current solar market is categorized by high uh, competitive nature Mm -hmm. as well as tight profit margins. And so businesses really need to stay flexible and observant to the trends that are happening to be able to continue to uh, execute into the available opportunities. Sure. So what that means practically is that you know, don't be locked in to a way of doing business just because that's what you've done in the past. Uh-huh. you got to be uh, able to really see around corners, see what regulatory uh, op- uh, opportunities are coming down the pike that you mm-hmm. can take advantage of and what, uh, what business models that you can employ to continue to, to do the business you're doing. And I'm speaking generally because I know that uh, your clientele uh, covers a, a wide variety of industries. Right. You know, really, you got to start from the building blocks, what makes a project or an opportunity financeable, mm-hmm. and then go from there and always keep that in mind, really sure. staying simple in terms of how you're going to you know, solve a client's problems or execute into a, a business model. Finally, there's a lot of regulatory changes that are happening right now. We know that we've got an ITC cliff that's coming up, but then there's also a lot of local, sort of regional, state level or sub-regional net metering credit policies that are happening and other local regulatory uh, events that are, that are coming sometimes with short time frames. And so businesses really need to think about the time frame under which they're executing to make sure that they can get their projects completed in a period of time and that they're not losing value from their projects uh, sure. if they're not getting them done in a certain period of time. Yeah, you definitely have to know the market, what's happening, and, and be aware and uh, plan for what's ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, that's important. Good, good stuff. Um, so I know another topic of importance that I wanted to touch on is a need for a standardized way to estimate production. So tell us why this is an issue. Mm-hmm. And it really gets to uh, financing projects 
and how we're expecting, or how the industry is expecting, forward revenue streams to materialize on any given project. So um, when we're thinking about production factors of a project, this is something very important to nail down because that determines how much electricity you think you're going to sell, how many recs you think you're going to be able to generate and sell, and a lot of other revenue-based incentives that flow from the production. So once upon a time, we, the whole industry, used uh, PD watts, which was something that the National Renewable Energy Lab put together um, to sort of determine how much uh, production a given solar project was providing. That then evolved quite a bit with some much more sophisticated um, production generation, production forecasting uh, programs, PV systems, some others. And those, and those all are very useful tools, but what can happen is the developer can take one position, and the financier can take one position, and there can really be an arm wrestling between the two, mm -hmm. which is in some ways value destructive as the two sides are trying to arm wrestle and, and failing to agree on a common point. So this seems like an area where some third party uh, body that sort of is impartial in the industry and represents everybody's interest, like NREL mm -hmm. or the Department of Energy, or I could tell some other uh, facilities could uh, step up and uh, take to task creating a production estimation tool that all parties could agree on that could sort of take some of the, the hand wrestling, uh, arm wrestling out of that equation. Sure. So yeah. call to those organizations to consider doing something like that. A little bit of a call. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're listening out there. <laughs> Um, so we have much of this year behind us and we're starting to look into next year. Uh, so what are some trends that you're seeing in solar and what's important to pay attention to looking ahead? Yeah, yeah. So the end of 2015 and 2016 is sure to be a scrum in terms of getting projects in the ground, getting steel in and getting glass on the roofs. So that is a trend that is just going to continue and businesses really need to stay very focused on achieving their business plan goals and watching tight timelines. Um, in addition, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there are state level net metering challenges, mm -hmm. which will be an issue you know, in 2016 and then really beyond 2016 to make sure that we're able to continue to finance projects, develop projects that have a good set of revenue streams and are able to seamlessly interact with the grid. So I think uh, lobbying will be uh, of key importance, both at federal and at state levels um, in that. Um, and then we need to continue focusing on costs, right? Costs are continuing to fall. We've got Green Tech Media just uh, put out some information that uh, by 2020, costs should be down an additional 40%. And that's certainly consistent with the trends that we've seen over time. Mm -hmm. But we really need to be focusing on also, you know, soft costs, not just the equipment costs, but the cost of permitting, the cost of um, getting through uh, interconnection processes and the like to be able to continue to implement solar on a cost-effective way. Sure, definitely makes sense. Okay, well that wraps up this edition of Solar Speaks Live at Solar Power International in Anaheim 2015. And Jesse, thank you so much for being here. That was great insight, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much. It was lovely to be here with you. So this is our, our last for today, but please stop by throughout the show to see other Solar Speaks Live interviews with solar experts. Thanks so much, everyone.